Hello, welcome to today's episode of the Awaken Me podcast. I'm here with Chase, and uh, though we are apart, we are together with technology. And so today's topic, we're going to be diving into struggles and how struggles work and the reality of pain and suffering. And to get us started, I'm going to share a little story of, of a moment of struggle. All right, so here's the reality. I was, I was on a river college group, river rafting trip. Sharice and I were friends. We weren't dating yet, but we were friends. Excellent. Is this a turning point? Though, uh, it was definitely a turning point in yeah. our relationship. Yeah. So we were river rafting down the Kern River and we're having some fun and there were like three different boats. And so boat one and two were like, oh yeah, they're awesome. They're going down. But our boat was a little more challenged. And so we went over one rapid in particular and we hit it in a way to where it shoved our boat underneath the water. Uh, and so like the water's like pouring in and it's doing its thing. And I kid you not. So Sharice was sitting right in front of me. We had our paddles. It was like this hand of water, like you would see in a movie, comes out, grabs her little body and sucks her right in. And I was like, <gasps> okay. So as it's sucking her in, me and my greatness, I was able to reach oh, out. I yes, grabbed yes. her hand as it pulled her, and I caught her, and I felt like the ultimate man, only uh. to proceed to feel like the ultimate failure because of what happened next. <laughs> so I grab her, hold her. She's underneath the water, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to just one-handed, oh, yeah. like, curl her back into the boat, except for I was nowhere near strong enough to curl <laughs> her back into the boat. And so I grabbed her, hold on, I'm trying to pull, and I realize I'm not strong enough to pull her back into this boat, and so I'm fairly alarmed. And so I quickly thought of three options that I had in that moment. Okay, here's option number one. Uh, I can hold on to her and try to curl her into the boat, which I clearly know I cannot do, in which case she'll drown because – well, the water's sucking her under, and I'm keeping her from doing anything. Okay. Option two is that I could jump off the boat, hold on to her hand, and at least both of us are together out of the boat. Uh, and I almost went with that one, but then I thought uh, both of us would then be up a creek without a paddle. I'm sorry. That was really bad. That was a really bad joke. Okay. No, but really, I didn't want to like jump out of the boat because then how can I help her? So the third option was let her go, which was the scariest of the options, but I felt we had the best chance of helping her after because then at least I could go save her. Uh, failed to mention that in process of like this escapade, there was like eight people on our boat. And by the time she fell out, there was myself, one other person and the guide, like Perfect. everyone. So it wasn't like, Oh, like, me and the guy. Yeah. So, okay. So I decided to let her go and it was so sad because you either we had helmets on. You could hear her helmet underneath the vinyl of the oh boat like – like And it's like we're waiting for her to pop up, waiting for her to pop up, waiting for her to pop up. And she's not popping up, not popping up, not popping up, not popping up. And it's like, oh, it's finally oh she gosh. popped out and she's like – like And it's like, oh my gosh. Okay. So she lived through the struggle. No one else is in the boat. I look at the guide. We like power fist it and we start trying to like paddle upstream to go oh. save her and, and everyone else that had fallen out of the boat. And uh, it was it was a struggle to keep people alive. The other two boats, when we finally cut up with them, we're like, what happened? to you guys you've been on this nice stroll and i was like, <laughs> and you're like if only you guys we almost Hell died I'm here okay <laughs> so the struggle is real uh so that's a story i have but that type of struggle is funny it's like fun to say but it's very different from these struggles that like yes. we face in a day-to-day -day life yes. and i don't want to point the two together i merely bring that up to get us into the idea because the struggles that our people like are facing now losing jobs will i be able to afford my house can i feed my kids like gosh yeah that's real those are the real struggles. I mean, th there was a sense of like, she thought she was going to drown. That's pretty intense. But the reality is we all face struggles. And especially in this season, there's a lot going on. So how do we process that? 
And does the Bible have anything that could be helpful? Uh, and one of my thoughts is there's so many great things that people say that are true, but they're a little Christianese, yeah. and those platitudes tend to be unhelpful, is one of my thoughts. Um, what do you think, Chase? Yeah, so I think the same thing. I think especially in right now, like when this whole thing was first starting, um, <clears throat> everyone was like, oh, either it doesn't affect me or it won't affect me or I'll help or whatever. And then like in the last couple of weeks, I feel like every single day it's like, Dun, dun, dun. You're like, okay, it can't get any worse than this. And the next day, it's like, dun, dun, dun. Like, no, please, no, no, no. The next day, it's like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, please. It's like, you're like literally drowning and then, then they just add more water. Um, and yeah, exactly. Like, people are literally like, oh, well, can I feed my family and stay in a house or we'll be homeless during a pandemic coming up next month? And you're like, oh my gosh, that's truly terrible and, and you're truly suffering. And I think that, like, for me, I like thought of first, like in James, um, it talks about like, uh, I'm going to butcher this quote, but like, 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 like suffering develops perseverance and perseverance, faith and faith, you know, like eventually the glory that, you know, are promised through heaven. And it's like, great. It's also in first Peter talked about refining yeah, the pure gold. Whatever. You, you choose whichever yeah. you think is better. Um, <laughs> backstory, Scott and I were talking about this a little bit. And I said, I know that this is in James. And then Scott said, no, no, no. It's, it's in first Peter. Peter. And I said, I just wrote actually a devotional about this. I know it's in James. And Scott's like, I, I just grew. preached a sermon <laughs> on it. I know it's in first Peter. So I grabbed my Bible and whipped it with these annotations that were freshly marked this morning. As I'm really down with this is in James. But anyways, so I would say look to James first. It's in both, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Either way. Uh, I looked at that and I'm like, okay, great. Except like the idea of like heaven. Okay, sweet. Like I, it is really is sweet and really is sweet. And it's an age old question of like, um, I, I long for heaven, but like, I still long for earth. Like, is that wrong of me to like be excited about life, even though I know I can go to heaven? Um, and then, yeah, to, to, to throw that out someone's face and be like, oh, I might lose my job. You're like, well, you can go to heaven though. And they're like, Hey, great. But like my kids are starving right now, you know, like, ah. and I think for me, that became the most real, um, like earlier this year, and this is actually like a sad story, but um, my niece died um, and I went to the memorial, right? And we were talking and, and you know, it's just like, it's just complete and utter de desperation and depression. I mean, like there's no hint of like, oh, but it will, like, it's already not okay. It's not going to be okay. I mean, it, she's going to have been, and people would say that, right? And then it's kind of similar in my mind of that, like, oh, well, you know, she's in a better place or it's, you know, she's no more suffering. And you're like, okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. But we're all still at this memorial. Everyone's still crying. And it's still super depressing. And I went through like all the stages of like, what am I going to do about this? Like anger. And I was angry at God and I was angry at people and I was sad and I was just hurt and whatever. And finally I got to a place of such emptiness where I was like, I, 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 re I really was rationing, like, why is there pain in the world? And, you know, how could God let this happen? Or where does this come from? And it finally hit me, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it matters philosophically, but, like, it does not matter why this is happening, why there's pain, why, like, God allows this stuff to happen. What matters is that I'm in it and I'm feeling it now. And, like, that's when, like, those things actually So what sense. was comforting to you in that time of, like, horrific death? It <laughs> The platitudes don't don't help, but yeah. how did you what what was key for you to hold on to your hope and your faith in that time when it was just raw? Like yeah. what'd you do? Um well I think like you said, stepping out of the cliches and just experiencing the emotion for exactly how it was, I think was the biggest thing. But then looking for God. Um and like this is gonna sound bad as I just said that, but there was a cliche that like I kinda thought about. There's one thing that was like, uh every time you see something terrible, always look for the helpers, right? And it's like Every time things happen, like people always want to help. And it's like, that's a, a thing that might not necessarily, they might not all be Christian, but as a Christian aspect there of God loves and God calls us to love and be his hands and feet. And so for me, then I was looking like, okay, I'm in such despair and I'm going to ask and I like commanded, I said, God, like, 
<clears throat> show me your love here. Give us some comfort and peace. Or if not me, I said, give it to my sister and her husband, right? Um, I said, show them that love and peace because I, I'll i be fine. But like they're experiencing it, what, 10 times more harshly than I am. And to say that and then uh, look at the next couple of weeks and watch their church family rally around them and watch um, like uh, people reach out to them and have them touch other people's lives and have uh, people come to Memorial and just love on them and just to see like this community to build around them. I was like, uh, this is this is like the church of God. Like this one we say we're the brothers and sisters in Christ. Like when we say we are the hands and feet, like this so tangibly is that for them. And I think that's what hit me real right then is that, yes, we have that promise of like, this is going to develop in you. And we I could see little things in that of like, what are my priorities and where's my family priority at? And, and how do I, you know, do that in life? And, and great. Like, I, I think I grew in that, but that's such a small nugget of what that was is we could see God acting for real in our world, in that, in our personal worlds and, and seeing, I think a big one of, you know, how is God personal in your life, but looking at, um, in the Bible, yeah, it says like, you know, trials develop perseverance and perseverance, faith and faith, um, you know, eventually to the glory. And it's like, okay, what does that actually mean now? What is this glory? And I think this idea of like, we are going to have a perfection of that in heaven, like we see a glimpse of it. But then to see that, like, God gives us glimpses of that. I think that's what gives the most comfort is taking a step back and then looking and saying, okay, wait, like, here's God acting now, or here's the fulfillment of his promises in a small way now, and here's a little bit of comfort now. So my question to push back is, that's great on small scales, right? Where yeah. you're experiencing pain, you're experiencing suffering, and you can choose to have a faith that believes all things work together for the good of those who are called to quit purpose. Okay, great, great. You can believe that. And I actually I genuinely do believe that. But where does it go when, like, people are dying because of this virus? Where was God there? I mean, it's one thing to say, yes, God will help you get through your struggles, but what what about when your struggles end in someone's death? I mean, that's pretty final. That's It, it really seems like God failed. And we love to sing that song, God, you've never failed me yet, but but death is is pretty final. So how how do you, even with your niece, like how do you rationalize that when it didn't turn out okay, seemingly? Because as far as we know, like death happened. Well, first of all, since my niece died, I'm immune to any of those questions. I can't be wrong. So you push back. You're not allowed to push back. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's a great question. And like it's, it pushes it a little bit deeper and says, how do you be real in that? Um, that's a hard one because you're right. Like how do you say in the midst of it, watching like maybe your grandmother die of the coronavirus, say, man, God is so faithful right now. Like it never fails. No, it's like, it seems pretty failing. It seems like it hurts pretty badly. And like, you could pray every day. And if the answer is no, the answer is no. And I think for me, with my niece specifically, I can speak to that in that instance. It's an idea of like, for me, not failing would have having her be alive and watching her grow up, right? That's never failing, but that's my limited understanding. And again, I can't speak without speaking in like these Christian cliches. It's almost impossible. But the idea of like, like I want this and I want it because I want to see people happy here on earth. And I want to see that. And I want to see her smile. And I want to see like just our family be a family unit. I want to see that forever. It's because I long for heaven because yeah. I'm here on earth. Then to take a step and say, okay, if I truly believe that God never fails me, then this is not failing me. Then this is what's supposed to happen. And this is the perfect enactment of that plan, which is like painful and counterproductive to everything inside of me. And like, to even say those words now, months later, like, it like is like a little bit of like bitterness in my mouth of like, 
yep, I guess this is right. This is what we want. Because <clears throat> I don't want, but I do want to follow God. And I do want to follow his plan and say, and if I'm going to say, yes, Lord, my life is yours when God's, you know, finding me a job or bringing me a place to live or finding me friends and be like, yes, Lord, my life's yours. How can I worship you farther? And God's like, oh, here's a car you could buy. Like, oh, yes, Lord, my life's yours. And God's like, and here's a tragedy. I'm like, oh, actually, God, my life's not yours there. Like, my life's yours here, but like, and it's like, how can I not be a hypocrite if you don't open your 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 life up both ways? And so I think it's like an idea too of 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 timing. So a thing that I learned in or like a poem that was read in that was like it's about suffering and it and it talked about suffering being um, like a service and you're not someone who's there to preach. Like if you're watching somebody suffer, like if say you're suffering and I'm coming to you, I'm not there to preach, but I'm there to worship alongside you. I'm there to, mm-hmm. to experience it with you. And so the idea of people while they're suffering for someone to go up there and say like, just remember God loves you. Like, Oh, I'm in a better place. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Oh, I know you just lost your job, but like you have to be open to letting God have good and bad things in your life. You know, if you can't see the good, you don't have the bad. It's like, shut up. You know what I'm saying? Pluck those dudes in the face and like get them out of your life. But, I think like we can be there for people in that we just sit sit with them. Maybe don't say anything. Well, not currently. Sit with them via, via FaceTime, but like just be there emotionally for them. Um, but I think then it's it's a lot of after the fact. I mean, I think that pain is real and hurt is real, and you can't ignore it and you can't diminish it. So you have to let yourself ride through it, but never give up that hope that you have a God who truly cares about you. But in the end, it's a reflection based thing for me, at least it was. Of okay, now this is not quite as painful to even think about where did I see God in this and how is he still providing for me and how is he continuously providing for those needs? And I think just that act of turning away from yourself and worshiping is a big thing for me that helped me get out of it. But also that's where I'm in my faith. And so I'm not trying to prescribe that to anybody who's going through things right now with the coronavirus and say, oh, well, you're just not looking at it. No, you're just not out of it yet. Like, no, I'm not. I'm saying experience it fully and do your thing. Like, I'm not here to prescribe anything to you. I can only relate to you what my own experience was, but it's hard and it's painful. And I think suffering is is so real and so human, um, and we shouldn't ever try to um, act like it's beneath us to go through it, but instead act like it's our joy to go through it with God. And like I say, act like because in the midst of it, it's not your joy. You know, but I feel that that kind of goes right up against culture because culture mm-hmm. says our highest ethic should be happiness and. Uh, life is about being happy. And so if life is about being happy, anything that comes to subvert that, well, is the absolute worst because it's subverting the highest ethic. But what I hear you saying is when, when Jesus is your highest ethic, it is not about being happiness. Rather, it is about pursuing joy, which is a mindset of of worshiping God through whatever circumstance, happy or sad. Uh, and that's a, that's a whole different ballgame. Which said, awesome experienced absolutely devastating yeah and i think that's what we should never pretend that this is easy we should never pretend that like we can always do it but we should not also take that and then ignore the fact that we are supposed to walk through it you know and and say like oh it's hard so god can't expect me to do that or he'll forgive me if i don't but it's like no like he wants me to because it's so much better for you but again like in the midst of it hearing even those things like oh it's better for you it's just you know rocks on top of the pile like you're like i'm already dying like stop laying this stop putting more stress on me you're like i know i know but like actually it's it's your saving grace as you're processing through i'm hearing two things one of which is just to be with someone and the other is the aspect of hope and how that plays in which is a whole different topic in and of itself but to be with someone not with an answer 
but just with your genuine self of here's here's all I have to offer, which is me, and a virtual hug and just my presence to say, I can't fix your pain, but I can make sure that you're not alone in it. And sometimes that is exactly, rather, sometimes that's enough and that's okay. Correct. And I think I can speak to my own experience again, like, um, and you said be your authentic self. I think that people sometimes are afraid of how you can love somebody and you're like, how can I approach them? But it's like you have your own gifts and your own abilities to love somebody. So do exactly that. Because for me, at least when I was dealing with the um, my, my stuff, I mean, some people came to me and they had written a card or they were saying, we're praying for you. Or some people were like, hey, let's go out uh, and, you know, grab drinks. Let's hang out. Or, hey, let's uh, can I call you. Can I text you? Or, hey, and it was just like to have different people love me in different ways made me feel completely loved. Um, so I would just encourage anybody who's uh, maybe seeing people who are experiencing suffering or suffering themselves and are trying to be in that community just to truly be your authentic self and and do what you know how to do best because I'm going to be exactly what that person needs. So as, as we close out today, pain and suffering is real. And my encouragement is today and this week in the conversations you have where people are encountering just that grief, that pain, that suffering for whatever reason, Give them you. Give them yourself. Because that's the model that Jesus set before us. And that's a model that I think when we give each other ourselves, we're truly in a place where we can be with each other in a way that that brings love and it brings a sense of hope for both today and, uh, and tomorrow. Thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> I don't know.